Hello, friends and listeners, party people. Welcome back to another episode of Party XP. I'm your host, Lacan, and joining me is another guest today. Here's my friend, Andrew. I will also call him Buffa occasionally. Say hi, Andrew, or Andrew Buffa. Hey, yo, yo, yo. What is up, party members and NPCs alike? I'm happy to finally get this party invite. You know, I've been friends with Lacan and Jeff for, I guess, close to 20 years now. Uh, Has went, it been that long already? Yeah, we went to high school together. I met Lacan in freshman year. Uh, you know, ironically, the first thing I remember him talking about was he was like, hey, nice Halo shirt. Yes, I do remember that. And that I was, was in, like, Kernow's class, right? Yeah, I yeah. Say, yeah, yeah. That was, that, that was that, like, that was like my meeting. first high school class. You know? <laughs> was it? Yeah. That was and freshman year, right? Freshman year. Yeah, yeah, because you, you weren't in, initially in our school uh, technically before, right? You right, were, yeah, and then I, uh, when everyone went to high school, you know, started going to public school, and, you know? Yeah. I was he, like, oh, you know, this guy likes Halo, you know, it can't be too bad, right? Yeah, and then you realize oh, I'm, ba- I'm bad at video games. <laughs> Speak for yourself, I guess. You know. That's right. I'm bad yeah, at video yeah. games. <laughs> That's what I, I am bad at video games. I've acknowledged it. Certain games, you know. Yeah, certain games. Uh, but yeah, so Buff is a friend, uh, a good longtime friend of mine. Um, he's he's in our like we've Jeff and I have mentioned it multiple times before, but we have a group chat, and Buff is in that group chat along with John that, we, uh, that you guys have also got a chance to uh, listen and uh, you know hear his opinions on video games and stuff like that as well. Uh, yeah, Buff is also in that group chat, and uh, again, we we spend a lot of time playing video games together, hanging out uh, in person. We're also real friends. We we like we hang out in person. Yeah. We actually hang out uh, yesterday, uh, for matter of fact. And then Buff is actually the guy who I go on video game hunts with. I might have mentioned it previously on previous episodes, and well, how, if not, we'll mention it again. We'll mention right it now, now, exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to say you got me into like hunting, essentially, like or like, at least more actively hunting. Yeah. Um. You know, I've always been into the physical the aspect of having physical media in my hand Same, so yeah. i've always just been addicted to oh i need the cartridge uh the whole digital the disc, thing the box the right. manual all that stuff yeah, yeah. like um, i'm i'm very much so kind of in the same boat like i i, I wasn't as big with it like i kind of like wanted to be sure i didn't lose any more of my current collection kind of thing yeah and then once we started going about that's when we started seeing more and more of like I'll go to a shop and be like, oh my god, I remember all these games that I like would borrow as a kid. Like, you know, from like Blockbuster. Yeah, just from Blockbusters or, or West you know, Coast Video. Or, or just going to friends' house, you know? Yeah, or like Pathmark, even. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if you remember that, but Pathmark, uh, the one on uh, St. George, right. <laughs> used to rent out video games back in the day. Yeah, I, yeah, I, remember, yeah. I remember bringing that up to Jeff, and I think they unlocked like a core memory for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, the games that I rented during my childhood, never actually had a copy of it for myself. And then we started going to places, and I was like, Oh my god! All these games that I'm missing out on and forgot about. I'm like, oh, sorry. So I started like I kind of went ham for the first time. We started going out together, basically. I think it's like our generation, also. Um, you know, I've been collecting and playing games since the Nintendo. I had an Atari, like so. Just that thing of holding the game in your hand. Yeah. As a child, I don't know. It felt special to me, at least. Yeah, like reading the manual because, like, you know, you're. Oh, I would go through the manual like time and time again, even though, like, oh. You know, at like six, you're not really comprehending everything. Yeah, but. exactly. Like I remember coming home from the game store, uh, like Funko Land or uh, GameStop, EB, whatever, whatever it was, right? Right. Uh, driving on the drive home from the game store, like I'm already unwrapping the packaging and I'm like opening up the the the, the case and like looking at the again like the manual, see if there's any collectibles stuff in there or like extra add-ons, stuff, like stickers or whatever. 
Right, because back like in some games, you had to read the manual to get the lore. You weren't getting the story from the, the actual game. game. Yeah, or there were secrets in the manual that they only told you in the manual. Yeah, I know. Like Star Tropics had that like map that you had to put in water physically <laughs> yeah. to find out the password for like a dungeon. Yeah, which is absolutely wild. That right. was that was kind of like their for, their form of like uh, piracy, like anti piracy, basically. Right, right. Uh, which is wild, but yeah, good, good. Yeah, because there's no internet back in the early nineties. Yeah, to so. find out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Buff is the guy who I, uh, we, we used to go a lot more regularly. Now we've kind of slowed down because we kind of, kind of fill out our, like our collections just to some extent. Right. Like also I'm, life work. It's, you uh, know. it's also a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's, that's true. Also it's one of those, tons and tons of money. <laughs> one of those hobbies that I didn't realize, like, uh, once I had, we got like six, seven months in and I was like, I've been dropping like two, 300 bucks, like every, like every two yeah, a couple days weekends. Yeah. sometimes like every couple of days, like. I remember... Um, Just because in our area, there's so many retro game stores, they seem to be popping up more and more now, collectible stores, you know, yeah. all carry that stuff. Yeah, and it's, especially here in the tri-state, like, there's a lot of it here. Like, right. in New York, there's, I know there's a couple big ones. Um, yeah, within an hour radius, there's at least 10. Maybe even more than that, yeah. honestly. Because like, there's some that are kind of holding the walls we never even got, got a chance to go into yet still, so... Right. Um, but yeah, like, we, I started to realize I'm dropping two, 300 bucks every weekend if not every other weekend and i remember like uh there was like one week i dropped like 600 bucks in one week because because like a copy of a jojo all-star battle royale battle came out and i was like i have to have it Uh, because at that point i'd just gotten like really really into jojo and i was like oh yeah i absolutely want this thing and then and then big sad a month later they announced (laughs) the the, the the (laughs) re-release that just dropped in value so i just ate like (laughs) like 200 (laughs) dollars Uh, yeah, great. I'm terrible with my money management. Anyway. Uh, um, it's about yeah. the experiences, anyway. Yeah, it's like, you know, like it's the, the car rides, us shooting the shit for the however right. long we're out and about for, basically. And, you know, going to... It the, is the nostalgia of just, oh, going into a store and seeing that game on the shelf again. Like, yeah. regardless of what it is, whether it's, like, a Mario, a Zelda, you know, whatever. Yeah, and again, kind of like, again, like, unlocking sometimes, like, a core memory, but like, oh, my God, I remember this game. Like, I, I haven't seen this since I was, like, like nine or ten. Right, and, like... When you found Uniracer, like, that was something that you just know, the, not a lot of people have ever heard of. No, and you just spotted it on the shelf, and I was talking about how hard it is to kind of find nowadays because there were so, lim- so limited copies. Right. But it's not, But it's not, like, one of those things where, like, oh, like, it's really in demand. No, it's more just, like, it's a kind of an ex- obscure game that no one really heard about. And I was like, holy shit, it's there. Here it is. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, absolutely picking that up. And then, like, that's kind of, like, like one of the earlier moments of like why i got in i got like that high of like oh my god a find you know what i mean and right then start, and then i was like i'm down to go like every other week right and that's there. why i like it because you never know what you're gonna find like especially if we you go to a flea market because you could find some really good prices people don't know what they have and yeah you know. yeah exactly and you know again stuff that you've been looking for since you were a kid so there you go right uh but yeah so that's a short intro to buffa uh we'll probably have a little bit more to talk about uh, or just our, ourselves and you'll kind of hear more of his stuff when we actually get into the episodes and much like the other previous episodes we're gonna have another episode where we kind of just shoot the shit and just kind of talk a little bit more freely about uh, another topic down the line okay um but i'm just happy to be a part of it and i'm glad you're here thank you for for coming through and uh being being ready to hop in especially now because jeff's super busy with you know his tiny him well like a real party you know i'm ready to tank do dps (laughs) buff whatever i gotta do yeah so i'm gonna bring you in i'm bringing you in here um even though we are mostly a gaming podcast, we do other stuff as well too. I'm bringing you in. I wasn't told about that. Uh, well, so we're bringing bring you in actually to have you to finally get something done that I've been I've been waiting for you to finally to finally actually like consume this damn Uh-oh. thing. Okay, so do you remember a trip to Disney we went to a couple years ago? 
Yes. So we were walking. So so Buff and I also are very big fans oh, of Disney. Is, is this power line? <laughs> yes. Okay. So Buff and I are very. We are like those dudes who show up to Disney World, uh, go through uh, you know most of the parks and like just eat and drink, and have a good time, basically. Don't worry, that's uh, like all ten of our friend group. Exactly it's the same thing. <laughs> so um, we had like our friend group. We go to Disney World. We go on, go on a vacation trip, and Buff and I were walking around uh, France in Epcot. And I meant I made like a, a power line reference or like a reference to like a song or something, or the song might have been playing through the speakers. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is from a goofy movie." And I even like made like a, a statement and like a reference or something. And Buffalo goes, "I've never seen, actually seen it." <laughs> and him saying that there was a, a a girl who was working there in that friend section who like vocally reacted. Yeah, it was the, like, "What do you mean you've never seen the <laughs> yeah, goofy movie?" She's kind of like minding her own business and just heard that. And she goes, "Who the hell said that?" And get out of my store. <laughs> um, and I was like, "Okay, cool." So you eventually got to go watch this then. Right. And like now, it's been like I don't know four years since we've gotten on that trip, basically, and you still haven't seen the damn movie. <laughs> I started watching it, and then you know. Things came out. Uh, <laughs> see, like, I need you to watch this movie to understand why I, why I love this movie. Because I do very much so enjoy this movie. So this episode is going to be about a goofy movie. This is a 1995 animated musical comedy adventure film based on the Disney TV series Goof Troop. Uh, it is directed by Kevin Lima, starring Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy since 1987. Uh, Jason Marsden is the voice of Max. Jim Cummings is the uh, voice of Pete. Rob Paulson as PJ. Polly Shore is uncredited in this one as uh, Bobby, one, one of um, Max's friends. And, uh, like, the highlight for me, Tevin Campbell as motherfucking power line. <laughs> um, so this is a, kind of a movie that, like, I... It's weird that, like, it's kind of in that same realm of, like... Now, what, like, 1997, what, Mulan came out or so? I want to say, right? Mulan came out, Tarzan came out, like, 1989. Yeah, so, like, I'm trying to think, what was the other movies that came out around that time? 1993, I believe, was Aladdin. Yes. Lion King was, was, that, I think was Lion King was also 90s. 94, 95, I want to say. Right. So, like, this movie came out in the middle of a bunch of bangers, right? Like, um, that, like, all the childhood, like, Disney movies that everyone kind of thinks about, this is kind of just right in the middle, and it's a little bit more obscure in comparison, which is, you know, like, not surprising, but also kind of surprising because Goofy is, like, a long-time staple of the Disney world, right? I feel like in subsequent Disney trips, I have noticed many more Powerline shirts since that comment. Yeah, so, so that's actually it, the reason it, it might have, you know, started a groundswell. It has, those comments. there has been a, a resurgence of it, I want to say, in the last, like, at least within the last five, six years. Um, and, which is great for me, because again, I already love this movie to begin with, and I was like, cool, more people talk about this stuff, basically. Um, and funny, funny enough, even when we were walking around Disney, <laughs> you found more and more, like, Powerline stickers, goofy movies, yeah, or, or like, like pins, or, or pins, blah, or whatever. Blah, blah. And we're like, oh, shit, like, here, there's more of it. Awesome. And, it's kind of the things. Once you acknowledges it, you started seeing it more. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, oh, there we go. It works out. Um, so for this episode, I'm gonna have you watch it. I know you said you started it. You kind of fell off of it. You didn't actually finish it. Right. Um, so we're gonna have you. Uh, we're gonna have you sit down, actually watch the whole damn movie. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll have a proper discussion on it and see what your opinions are on it after, like a you know, whenever we, whenever you get around to it, basically. We, we whatever whatever time frame you need to actually finish this damn thing. Because I, I want you to watch it. Okay. Because I think it's genuinely a movie that you actually would enjoy. Can we watch it together, hold hands? Maybe, I am perfectly or? down with that. Are we gonna like interlace toes too? Uh, yeah, if, if the mood calls for it. Score. I'm in. <laughs> okay, listeners. So th- uh, there will be a short break here, and by the time that we are back, uh, Buffalo will have seen Goofy movie, and then we're gonna go ahead and talk about his experience with it. See you in a bit. Maybe. Okay. 
Okay, listeners, we are back. It has been a week. Uh, Buffa got to go ahead and watch your Goofy movie. Uh, Buffa, what did you think? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't think I deserve to be yelled at at Disney World for it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you didn't exactly get yelled at. I think the girl was just like, <laughs> like, who said that? I'm like, why? Why haven't you go sign I, I guess it was yet? more shock, but. Yeah, it was, it was more shock. Not, not like you're getting berated for not having seen the Goofy movie. So, I mean, I guess the thing was, like, I didn't have Disney Channel, like, a lot. Okay. But when you, when you, I was a child. But you, did, you, did, you didn't ever rent this one? Like, like Blockbuster or, like, West Coast Video or no, anything? No. Um, you, you kind of just missed this one, basically. Right. right. I mean, we like DuckTales, but we didn't watch Goof Troop. Uh, like okay, the TV yeah, series, yeah, I so I, I didn't have Disney Channel either, but like I think we had the actual VHS for this one. Okay. And eventually, we ripped it to a, you know we copied it to a Betamax because right. we all did right <laughs> back in the back in the nineties and stuff. And you know we had a you know we had a bootleg of this one. We just watched it a lot. Like me and Gabe really really enjoyed this movie. That's why I was like you know like we we'll talk about it a little bit more later at the end. But like there there has been like a resurgence of this movie as of late. Um, like like if there's like a cult following nowadays basically for it. Which I guess the cool. thing is also you know. Everyone knows Mickey Mouse and, you know, Donald, Donald Duck, Duck and yeah. all those people, but I, I felt like... A lot of people forgot that Goofy had a movie. Right. I felt like when I was a kid more, I, I watched, like, the Aladdin and the Lion Kings, not, yeah. like, the like, Mickey or the... Like, the bigger the, the bigger yeah. movie properties kind of deal, right? Yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Like, um... I, there was, that, I think that's why I was so excited for this one when I was a kid and I saw it. I was like, oh, sweet, Goofy's the funny one to me. You know what I mean? So I wanted to watch more Goofy because like, that's, that's you know, who I just enjoyed the most, basically. Yeah, Mickey was really wholesome and Donald was usually the one who was like conniving, got up to, got up to schemes, right? Yeah. And like when Goofy was just like, oh, he's just, like, just like, kind of like a happy-go-lucky guy who's, you know, really, you know, again, for... Like comic relief, a boy. Yeah, exactly. Kind of again, thing. his namesake is Goofy. Like, right. He's, he's exactly that. Um, but yeah, that's that's good. Just good to hear you at least enjoyed it because like for the most part, I don't think I know anyone who doesn't like doesn't like actively dislikes this movie. I mean, I guess the thing is like I'm also watching it from like a 30 year old perspective instead of like yeah. you watching it at eight years old yeah, or that's, whatever. That's true. Because um, so. like, I watched, I definitely didn't watch this in the theater. I remember watching this like later when we had when it was out on video, which would have been like what like, you know, back back in the 90s, like a year later or so. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, so I, I watched it. I was like I was like six because again it came out in 1995. So yeah, I, I watched this. And then I also didn't know that there was a second Goofy movie. So when I looked at it, I was like, wait a minute, which <laughs> yeah, extremely goofy movie is a directed directed uh, yeah. video sequel. Uh, it's not great, but it's not terrible. Uh, it's wild because the animation is actually pretty decent in that one still, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a different. It's a very different movie compa- in comparison to a goofy movie. Um, yeah, because I Wikipedia'd the second one because I was like, wait a minute, which one of these am I, I supposed to? Be I what? don't know if that was around the. Uh, do you remember when Disney acquired ESPN, or have they always been acquired, like for like a long ass time? They acquired them, I believe, in the two thousands. Okay, so so I think that would I think Goofy movie was two thousand, because they were talking about the X Games. Yes. So it probably I don't know if they, that was that was like before the acquire uh, the the, uh, the acquisition or after or they were just one of those like contract things. So they talk about the like, the X Games and then was like which is like wild to think I mean, nowadays like oh Disney movie talking about the X Games, um, but yeah so we'll. Uh, we're gonna go with the typical movie. Uh, whenever I do a movie episode uh, for this podcast, and we're gonna go ahead and do a, sum- a quick, like a movie summary, and we'll we'll stop off at little parts and bits, and we'll have discussions about you know individual acts or sections of the movie, and then you know we'll we'll just talk to the whole movie, and then at the end we'll have a short discussion, you know, covering anything we didn't cover during the discussion of the summary, basically. Okay. So we start off with Max's dream with him and Roxanne a beautiful field or meadow. The dream it turns into a nightmare when Max starts turning to like a like does like a werewolf transformation into his father. Um, and then they even found a way to turn Goofy's signature laugh into like a werewolf howl, basically, which is kind of like a wild thing, right? Was, I never thought it would be sca- like 
I could never think Goofy's laugh would be scary, and they made, they somehow made it happen. We then see him wake up to a phone call, and a couple sort of interact with Goofy being Goofy, the, you know, the Goofy dad that he is. Max fears becoming like Goofy, leading to a tense relationship between the two. Max finds his father cringy and gets embarrassed by his antics, even with a loving kiss um, from his father as some skaters ride by laughing at Max. <laughs> um, and then we are uh, treated with our first musical number, After Today. Uh, it's basically a proclamation that After Today... Well, there's two messages here. Uh, the first is that the the the, the chorus that or the the chorus of the singers joining them is talk, they're talking about the summer vacation that they're like looking forward to basically. Uh, but for Max, he's singing it from the perspective of he's gonna change his image. Everything's gonna be different. He's no longer gonna be like the goof kid, right? That's gonna be kind of his whole like issue essentially of him. You know, he's, he's an actually teenager basically. His whole movie, right? Yeah, he's in high school or is this middle school? Like, he's like 14, so, I was, so, okay. like, so it would have been like early high school then, or like yeah, freshman, I guess, yeah, or freshman, maybe and, middle and, school or yeah, going at to the very latest. End of, end of middle school. Uh, let's see here. I just lost myself a second ago. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, he just wants to reinvent himself as not just a goof. It's like literally in the song. It's very straightforward. I mean, it's, it's, it's a Disney song, right? Uh, very literal. Uh, we end the song getting interrupted by the school bell ringing and then Max crashing down the bleachers and getting laughed at by the crowd, but being helped up concernedly by Roxanne, his love, his love interest. Um, immediately afterwards, Max fumbles the bag, <laughs> unlearns English, and he looks awkwardly away in front of Roxanne, clamps his face shut, runs away awkwardly, bumps a trash can, just disappears. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Oh, I've been there, buddy. <laughs> I have been there. Um, you need to practice hockey, though? I used to. <laughs> now I'm just giving up at this point, right? Um, yeah, but real smooth. Real smooth. You know, like, I was like, as an adult, I'm like, I can look at this, I'm like, yeah, that's awkward. Like, awkward but that's just the, every teenager. Yeah, everyone's just awkward and doesn't know how to handle social situations, basically, right? Uh, we shift over into school where we see PJ, um, the one who was on the phone call, phone call with uh, Max earlier in the in the beginning of the movie, still the beginning of the movie, and meet Bobby, the last member of their like friendship trio. Um, who that is the one I mentioned before was voiced uh, uncredited by Polly Shore, as you could tell. Yeah, Polly Shore was a thing. <laughs> Polly Shore was a thing in the nineties. <laughs> they have planned to hijack the school's last pep rally of the. Of like the last day of school, which is wild. Like it, people even showed up to that thing, right? Uh, where they cut off Principal Major's, uh, yeah, Major's speech and bust that into our first power line kind of jam of the movie standout. Um, there's on-screen visuals, wireworks, uh, like you know, smoke for effect from a fire extinguisher, Max lip-syncing and dancing, all run by a three-man team. The show comes to a grinding halt where we see PJ, uh, Bobby, and Max basically get caught and sent to the principal's office and you hear them individually getting chewed out basically max gets a small win here being noticed by roxanne and somewhat interacting with roxanne kind of normally right he actually has a small dub and uh you can kind of tell us there's some vibes here right there's some vibes um he even scores a date with her uh, to watch the Powerline concert at stacy's summer party which everyone apparently knows about uh goofy gets a call from principal, principal mazer that max was dressed up as a gang member caused a riotous frenzy at the school and should be raised in a better manner before ending up in an electric chair that's heavy for a kid's movie. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel charged. like the principal is the main antagonist of this movie. This movie doesn't happen without the principal. Yeah, kind of inciting the whole thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of wild. Um, it's, <laughs> again, like really intense, but it's like, yeah, it's, like, it's weird because I guess you can kind of, kind of like, I was like, at least, at least at the very least, a minor antagonist, right? Because he, again, he does kind of cause the inciting event of this movie, basically. Well, he's voiced by the same guy who was the, the for- blackjack dealer yeah, in uh, Vegas name. Vacation. I forgot his name. I, I looked him up earlier, too, and I forgot to write it down. 
Uh, but he, yeah, he's, you know, he's that actor. He's, been, he's basically been like everything you could think of if you watched anything from the 90s. Like, you know. This movie is very, 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 90s. very 90s. It's like a pure nostalgia hit while also kind of holding up, in my opinion, to like modern standards. Um, so thinking of a way to reconnect with his son, he brings Max on a summer-long fishing trip, ruining Max's plans to meet up with Roxanne. On the way out of town, he stops by Roxanne's house uh, with the funny uh, interaction with, with, her and her, uh, with her and her father, uh, who's just this massive, burly dude, basically, uh, <laughs> telling him that he won't be around for the summer, and scared that she'd find someone else to hang out with, he makes up a lie that he will be at the Powerline show on stage, claiming his dad knew him back in the day. And so we hit the road for the next section of the movie. So... That's like the big, like my like I'm gonna pause here real quick. We'll talk a little bit about, about this. We we've already heard kind of kind of interjecting and interacting a little bit with this movie so far, um, but yeah, as you mentioned, very '90s. Like this movie hits me very hard in the nostalgia, right? Like, yeah. Um, the, the style that they 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 dress everybody with, right? You know, kind of like baggy or clothes. Yeah, really baggy. Clothes. Uh, the girls like like a lot of the female characters are dressed like kind of in the like. Spice Girlsy kind of fashion, right? With like 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 a te- like a crop top shirt, right? With, like, right. You know, uh, with jeans and whatever. And I was like, uh, that's not gonna pass like school dress codes, unfortunately. <laughs> like I was like, this is this is not realistic. Um, I mean, I guess, but like today's standards, like they're all just wearing like leggings and stuff. Yeah, anyway, that's right? yeah, so, it's weird. I mean, is is it, it, are we are we old? Is that what it is now? Yeah. <laughs> The it's 90s shit. was 30 years ago. No? Yeah, that is. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> just crumbling to dust as we speak. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of the first the first two musical numbers in this in this part? I want to say overall the music wasn't really that memorable for for, the, for me. For the okay yeah, for the for after today is kind of like kind of like what it felt like a Disney song is probably going to be in this kind of movie right? It, it felt very very much so that um, I think the Powerline song like it's not a, it doesn't go as hard but it's still a very very good song like stand out like you know it, it's clearly he's very like Powerline character is very cool very like a very much like a star in this in this like world right, right. where like the fact that Max is like lip syncing and dressed as him is like and people are like amazed by it it's like oh shit like it's, like they you know they, they know it's not Powerline right they got to yeah right <laughs> like, well a, i don't know they're, they're dumb high school kids are you yeah. going to chalk it up to that maybe right um but yeah i mean i don't know i thought, I thought that was like a cool thing you see them kind of all them three being kind of like the uh you know they remind me a little bit like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. You know what I mean? Where like, you get into schemes and stuff like that. They, they, they yeah, pro- a little bit. I'm assuming they're probably they're like go- they're the three like dorks essentially that kind of like, can can fight their way out of that dork territory and become like a cool kid. You know what I mean? Even though they're all kind of like absurd kind of characters, right? Right. Uh, I mentioned before the very charged wording from Principal Mazer, like talking about gang members, him getting electrocuted. I'm like, that's kind of intense. I feel like a, co- a, pro- a proper conversation. I know you're, I know you're upset, but like. You know, you're talking about somebody's kid still. You know, you're right. a principal. You're you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you just talked about this normally, this whole movie wouldn't have. Well, happened. I feel like this whole movie is about communication because if Max kind of just explained to his dad, like, "Oh, I have a date. Like, can yeah, we postpone the trip." <laughs> it's, it's funny, or I wrote a note about that at the end. I was like, "Oh, Jesus." Or the principal, you know, talking like a human. <laughs> yeah, like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, miscommunications could have been avoided, but then we wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> Uh, oh, I think I don't. I think I mentioned this in the first half. But do, do you remember in the, the auditorium scene where it's like, "Yo, Stacy, talk to me, talk to me, talk right. to me." That Dante Bosco. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a Star Trek nerd in the in the, he's un, he's uncredited, but like he's a that's him. And it's like it's funny because he still kind of like gets uh, references to that when you go to like see him at Comic Con and stuff like that. So everyone kind of knows him as like you know like Jake Long, Zuko, you know what I mean, yeah. um, and Rufio. And I'm like, this is like <laughs> I'm, he actually mentioned he's heard a reference to this one before, basically. And I was like, that's kind of funny. Like people still actually remember him from this movie from this one line he did basically um i think it's wild also in the <laughs> beginning that goofy is what a a department store photographer yeah that's, that's really job. funny <laughs> like just i'm like that's very 90s yeah that doesn't that still exists technically 
kinda. But like I remember those glamour shots that everyone kind of had, like, especially like you know like a lot of like my female friends would have those like those like, like very soft lighting, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, that like wavy background kind of thing. I, that, that was very much so like an '90s thing. And I guess what Pete is the other antagonist? Kind he's 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 Goofy's friend. Like they're both dads in this movie. Yeah, but he's kind of egging him on. He's kind of a, he's, a, he's a dick. <laughs> like absolutely. Um, and we, I mean, that's the thing we see. We see Pete and Goofy talking about like being being dads, right? Right. And you like you know Pete is like the strict dad. You know, it's kind of abusive if you like hear the way he talks about it, basically. And Goofy, well, did you watch the Goof Troop show? Yes, I did. Were were all these characters in the show too? Uh, Pete also had a wife and a daughter in that show. Does Goofy have a wife, or we've never I seen Goofy's wife? I don't think we've ever seen. Goofy's wife. I don't remember the show. It's been a while since I've watched the show. Okay. Like, once, like, I saw the movie, I was like, that's it. The movie's the end. The end all be all for me. Okay. Um, because, in all, in all, technically, also in a go- uh, extremely goofy movie, he gets remarried. That's just, like, kind of what happens, basically. Um, spoiler alert, I guess. Too late now. Uh, Damn, but- so Goofy got two women to marry him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, and just from what we hear, I mean, because, again, we don't see his wife and his daughter in this movie. So, I'm like, I'm wondering if, like, uh, if that's something Disney just kind of hopes people will pass over. Kids would never notice kind of thing. I'm like, okay, whatever. But, um, but yeah, and again, like, Pete's, like, the strict dad. Goofy's more laid back and trying to – and he says he, he wants to give Max his space. You know what I mean? Goofy's trying to be respectable, basically, right? Right. And we see two different parenting styles here. And it's, you know, kind of like experienced it as well as growing up. You know, as a kid, like we kind of noticed, like, you know, sometimes my mom would be more loose and kind of let me do stuff. My dad would be the one more strict, basically, right? Right. But here, they're both single dads, basically, from what it looks like for this whole movie. Um, <laughs> I think the most unrealistic thing about this movie is that they're both working in the same department and they both get the same vacation time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. There's no way that's happening. Right. There's no way that's happening. It's like they're the only two guys in the department. And they both give them off. <laughs> yeah, no, no way. They're not just shutting down the <laughs> right. photography center for, for a whole summer, basically. There's right. no way that's happening. They must have lost their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the last thing I, was like, uh, I want to talk about, uh, this, at least in this part for me anyway, uh, you know, we were all goofy kids in school. Like, we all kind of, you know, the 90s nostalgia hits really hard here, obviously, right? Yeah. You know, pointing out the different cliques and the different groups and sep- how people separate themselves or you know, whatever. And we've all had that extreme, extreme like, separation. I, I don't think I've had that extreme separation of clickiness, right? Our school was pretty good with that. Like, we never really felt like... No well, I think you were involved in a lot of different things because yeah. you were in band and because you also did sports. It's not like you could be boxing the one yeah. since you were in both. Like you could talk to everybody. But I mean, bit. like also our school didn't have that stereotypical '90s like separations. You know what I mean? Like I think that was very much so like the kind of thing that kind of faded away over time, right? Mm, no, I still feel like there's clicks and stuff. I mean, there but... is, but I'm saying like it's like not, not that there's like, no interaction between anything. You know what I mean? No, I still think there's really? like a nerds and uh, like a popular kids kind of deal. Maybe yeah, because because the thing is when I teach stuff, when I teach, I only teach individual lessons, so I guess I don't really get the get the full set seat like full. Because I still feel like shows really that came out in the two thousands and like they even now trip, they still do that trope of oh this is the, the cool jocks kids, and the this jocks, is the blah 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 the, the, okay, the gotcha. nerds. Okay, maybe maybe yeah, I could be wrong here. I guess maybe it's my personal experience. I never, like, had to worry about that whole clickiness thing. But I did have that moment of, like, trying to reinvent myself. Like, you know, kind of what Max was doing. Like, you know, you had to work for him. Like, you know, everyone thought it was cool. Like, the day, like, when the school day let out, right? Um, but it's kind of hard to do in, like, a summer, right? Without, without like, a big thing like this where, like, because everyone comes back to school, like, three months later. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like no one's going to forget who you are. Yeah, but to me, I thought it was weird because Max, I felt like because he did that power line thing, you know. It worked he, for him, I guess. Right. He, he you know, tossed the principal off the stage or whatever, that 
people were seeing him in a different light. Yeah. So it's like, oh, he, he didn't really need to do anything else because you saw when Max was leaving school, all the kids were trying to talk to them and, you know, like the jocks were coming up yeah, to him, the cheerleaders were coming up to him. It worked right then and right. there. But I'm saying like, he was known as the goof kid before that, you know, the beginning of that day. He was literally getting ridiculed during the beginning of the movie. Right. But then it's like, oh, I felt like he didn't need to lie. To get a date. Yeah, he, he already kind of had it working, right? Right. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and follow up the rest of the summary here, uh, the next part of the movie here. So after a bit of road time and Max getting fed up with Goofy singing, um, we're, yeah, we're in the car at this point, right? They, they drove off at the Ro- Roxanne's house. Uh, Max pops in a rock cassette, and who would, you know, we get our first glimpse of visible conflict between both characters here, where they both kind of like insert and eject the cassette repeatedly until it explodes. Um, Was that a cassette or an 8-track? A cassette. It looks like an 8-track, right? It looks the like way, an 8-track. The, way it goes the, in, the animation, it looks but like an 8-track. And then, I'm like, ooh, but then, that's um, old. The magnetic strip comes out. Yeah, so it's like, it, right. I guess technically it's a cassette. Uh, you know, they get heated. Like, you see, like, Goofy actually get visibly, like, annoyed, you know, for the, for the first time in this movie. Um, you know, only about 20, 20, 20, 30, 20 minutes in or so, right? Uh, we get treated to another musical number here, On the Open Road. Probably the most, like... I felt like this was my favorite song. This is like the, the most Disney move, Disney song, I think. Right. right. Like, yeah, this is a very fun song, to be fair. Uh, keys jingling rhythmically, exhaust popping to, you know, for rhythm and pans on the on their roof bags clanging all in tandem starts off this fun musical number where Goofy claims that taking a trip away from everything can help clear your head. Max retorts that he'd rather be in detention or, or how much he'd rather just be at home. A colorful, colorful cast of uh, random drivers and passengers on the road joining in from ranging from female country singers to a prison inmate to a bunch of nuns. Uh, hosses in a trunk to a reanimated corpse. <laughs> just all up in the song. After the song, we see Goofy continuing to be a menace on the road. <laughs> just Well, did you see the, the Mickey Mouse Donald Duck yeah, cameo? Yeah, Mickey Mouse Donald Duck. There's a, lot of, this yeah, there's a lot of references. I mean, even like Mickey was the phone holder, right, in the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah, there's like, which is kind of funny because like they reference Donald Duck in the beginning, right? Remember he's like, yeah, me and my best, me and my best pal, and Max goes, who Donald? Du- oh, Donald Duck, and he goes, no, you, and it's like, oh damn, he did, he ditched Donald, and Donald's hitchhiking across the country apparently. <laughs> and you're telling me that Mickey has merch, but he has to hitchhike across the country? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess to me the weirdest thing about this movie also is that like most of the characters are. What Goofy's a dog, right? Goofy's a dog. So the, like the whole, the whole cast is a dog, right? The whole cast are dogs, but then like you know, if you watch like a Mickey movie or whatever, you know, it's, it's a not mix like that. of everything, right? So yeah. how come in Goofy's America it's all dogs? It's a class system. They're segregated. Yes. Yeah, but they're in America <laughs> because they're driving to California. Yeah, so right. it's like it's, oh. a whole, it's a whole neighborhood of dogs. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? <laughs> yeah, because he's. And as he's traveling across the country, it's all dogs. Like all everyone dog. at yeah, that yeah, Powerline yeah. concert You're are right, dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh. Is he in like some sub world? I've, I've heard I've heard some um, some like theories behind it. A lot of it is like tends tend to, to, to people referencing like racial things. Uh, event, yeah, so eventually uh, after the song, we see Goofy uh, again just being a menace on the road, and eventually bringing the car to a stop at a possum themed roadside attraction thing. Uh, kind of like a possum Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, so it. here we bar- we get barely functioning animatronics, apathetic employees, and weird mascots. Uh, Max slaps Lester the possum, <laughs> the character, and then he gets dragged off by a bunch of children, which is hilarious. It did remind me of, like, Five Nights, you know? A little bit, right? <laughs> kind of just, like, barely functioning, right. but then really creepy at the same time. Goofy takes a picture with a couple possums in a tree, to Max's embarrassment, with children calling Goofy a dork, and the crowd pointing and laughing at the fun with some with some applause, which is kind of, you know... Uh, you know, he drags Max into like this weird little hoedown thing. A kid calls Goofy and Max Dork and Dork Jr. Max throws on his hat and hanger and runs through the crowd out of the park. And Goofy eventually catches up to Max and asks what he's trying to do, which Max then replies, trying to get away from you. 
you know, we, we you know we, we start to see kind of like the relationship, like you know, being very much so strained in this part of the movie. Um, in the car, like immediately afterwards, once they get back to the car, Max has like a full on outburst, just you know, uh, about getting taken along for the unwanted cross country road trip. Uh, you know, just basically just says like, just tell me when it's over. Uh, you know, again, like you can see, and you see Goofy being visibly like you know upset, not having like a retort to this part. Uh, sometime later, they're in the woods with Goofy set up camp and uh, Max chilling at the uh, river. And the serene wilderness gets violently interrupted when a giant RV comes by, just running over everything, chopping down trees, expanding out like a pool, a jacuzzi, a basketball court. Uh, things, <laughs> it's kind of like what everyone thinks like the, like the coolest machinery camping thing would have been basically when you're a kid, right? I feel like this is a common camping trope, though, in yeah. cartoons, because uh, Hey Arnold did the same thing with like Big Bob, the, the right? Big Bob, yeah. yeah. Hit them with a patent, patented bumperizer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or tree benderizer or some shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's always like you know the the, the big the yeah, big, the big, burly, the big guy. burly character, yeah. Uh, and then we find out that it is uh, driven by Pete, <laughs> and PJ's inside inside the uh, the RV as well. Basically, we see PJ reveal to Max that everyone back in town heard that Max was going to the concert, expecting him to be on stage alongside Powerline. Max then reveals to PJ that that it was a lie. Um, so we start to see like kind of his his lie now starting to unravel here, right? And he realizes, oh, there's a lot more shit going on now. Uh, meanwhile, Pete and Goofy are discussing parenting techniques, and Goofy wants to give, again, wants to give Max more space, because every time he tries to take advan- Pete's advice, things go wrong, basically. And Pete, again, just says, keeps saying, like, he keeps doubling down on, no, like, keep him under your thumb. The easier, the closer, the, you know, the, the more you can keep him under your thumb, the easier you can keep him in control. Uh, and even demonstrating it, right, by, like, he throws a, he throws a bowling ball down the, the lane on top of his RV, leaves one pin up, just yells, PJ, he comes up, runs down kicks the lane it kicks down. it over and starts celebrating it's like yeah he's very much so like under like in like under pete's thumb basically he, pete has complete control over his son uh not in the greatest way obviously right it's kind of like a fear thing going on here again you know, apparently there's, there's like a whole discussion here about like parenting basically you kind of just see like max being like confused and then like goofy just like he's like slack john like jesus this is what he's, he does as a father right <laughs> um you know and then like He's, it does go back to what you said, though, about how oh, he probably beats him. Yeah, it, it seems like, or at the very least, is, a, is, an, is an abusive, like, you know, it seems like that that's like an undercover. Right, like either the, verbally the or... Dynamic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, Pete invites the Goo family to dinner, which Max decided to take up on the offer, but Goofy timidly replies they were supposed to go fishing, and then Pete just, you know, whispers, like, under your thumb, Goof. Um, and then Goofy's like, okay, I'll, I'll do it your way. He just tells Max, we're going fishing now. And so, you know, Max walks off, obviously annoyed. Goofy's like, okay, we'll roll your way for a bit, right? Um, they start, fly- they go fly fishing, which is, you know, that's kind of like, you see it, you see it a little bit in like the, uh, the trailers for this movie. I remember, I do remember those being like a thing, like they, they were, like right. Goofy was dressed in like, in like fishing garb and then there was like a reversed version of it. And like, you know, in, on the, I think I want to say on the cover of like the video as well, like the VHS cover. Yes. Um, so they go fly fishing, uh, and then uh, Goofy shows demonstrates the perfect cast to to Max, and that's gonna be kind of like a, there's gonna be like a callback to that later on down the line. Uh, while accidentally snagging a steak off of Pete's grill, and uh, while he's showing it off to Max, he he launches uh, this little uh, he, he launches the fly basically and reels reels himself in Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, they run to the car for safety while Bigfoot tears apart their camp and all their gear because they led it back to camp. Uh, Pete just hopped back into the RV and just dipped basically. Uh, and because, um, because Bigfoot's just, just there, they can't get out for the, they're basically, yeah, he's running amok in their camp. Um, and Goofy also realizes he dropped the keys outside while they were trying to run to the car, basically. So very unfortunate for them. And then we have this, um, 
really like kind of like heartfelt moment here with um yeah this is the, the first the, breakthrough the, yeah between the first the breakthrough two. between the two um because you know this, max is saying that he's hungry he's annoyed that he's stuck in the car they see the soup can land on their hood and we see this you know again kind of like more tension rises up as they're trying to get the soup back into the car uh, and they have this interaction where uh, they mention high dad soup, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, okay, this is this is like the first again, like the first kind of thing he talks about, like you don't remember this as a kid kind of thing. And they talk a bit more, and they they're trying to explain like how this game used to kind of go, and then he has this moment where like Goofy says like I love you, and kind of cuts himself off, and then they both just get awkwardly quiet. I don't know why, but I feel like I've seen this scene before. Like I this don't know like, if it's just like I've seen it in a clip or probably you know, something. this is this is like the this is like one of the emotional scenes of the movie, right? So it's like it's like pretty big. It's pretty it's pretty uh, pretty a major part of the movie basically here. Uh, and they were heating it up with what the, the um, cigarette lighter, the cigarette lighter. Also very, and much, I was like, oh, they would not be able to do that in a yeah, those do not game. exist anymore yeah. <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, so they get the soup. Uh, Max hands over the uh, the cup set with high dad in the cup. And again, at this point, I'm just like tearing up. Even as a grown man, I'm just like, oh, God, this is it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, you know, Max goes off to sleep. And then, you know, we kind of like fast forward a little bit. Uh, Goofy snoring in the car. Bigfoot sleeping on top of the car, snoring up a storm as well, too. And you just see Max just red eyed. Just like, I cannot sleep through this, basically. He starts writing a letter, uh, or like a postcard, yeah, I postcard guess, to, to, to Roxanne, back. basically explaining that he lied, um, kind of realizing he, he, there's no way he can get out of this at this point. He kind of well, he first uh, was gonna like continue, continue the, lie, the lie, and then he erased it all and was like, oh, he I has lied. like a change of heart, yeah. basically, and then he realizes no matter what he does, he's kind of screwed. Um, in a moment of anger, he ki- he kicked he kicks to the front dash and opens the glove box accidentally, revealing the map of the road trip. That's so, another '90s thing. Um, a physical a map. map. A physical map. Yeah. <laughs> um, he starts erasing the last bit and reroutes the trip towards LA before Goofy wakes up. The next, and then um, the next day at a diner, Goofy tells Max that he'll be in charge of navigation for the remi- for the remainder of the road trip as a sign of trust and another attempt to bring them closer together. We get a montage of the trip, a, a nicer one actually at this point, with jet skis, flat tire, ch- them changing flat tires, roller coasters, a baseball game. Uh, and Max even picking out sites that Goofy would enjoy. Like, you know, the, they saw the mime. They got to see the, the world's giant ball of yarn house thing, right. whatever the hell it was. You know, we again, like kind of another breakthrough here. Good father-son bonding moments, basically. Uh, they end one of the nights in a motel where they meet up with Pete and PJ again. Uh, they split off into dads and son pairs for a bit. Pete, uh, but Pete going to check in on the kids real quick. Over here is PJ and Max talking about how Max changed the trip of their destination. Uh, or changed the map of their destination, sorry. And then while they both go to, you know, hang out in the hot tub, uh, Goofy's already in there, but Pete goes to meet up with Goofy in the hot tub. Yeah, it was a very steamy scene. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, this is actually like a really tense scene here, actually. Yeah. Um, so Pete inquires how things are going between Goofy and Max. He's like, I got to see them kind of like, you know, being a little more jovial and kind of hanging out a bit, right? And then he basically breaks it to Goofy that Max is lying to him and tells him, check the map. I uh, think that's why PJ is... The antagonist of the movie because he's jealous that Goofy and Max are getting along. a better relationship, basically, yeah. Um, And, again, just like, Goofy just says he doesn't believe Pete. And he's like, I trust my son. And Pete just restates, check the map. And we hear this really kind of like, you know, it's like, um, where Pete just goes like, my son respects me. And it just like, you hear from Goofy, it's like, yeah, yeah, Pete. And just walks away. That's, it's heavy. Right. (laughs) Like, it's kind of wild for like, this is definitely like more for like the adults in the movie theater, basically. Um, and Goofy, and again, just he, Goofy says he trusts trusts his son and doesn't doesn't need to check it. But walking back to the hotel room, he gets the little you know the little brainworm. Goofy stops at the car and hesitates to check the map in the glove box. But frustrated, he punches the steering wheel, knocking the glove box open again, and revealing 
you know, the map again, and he sees it. So he walks back into the room, dejected, doesn't acknowledge PJ Air Max, and just kind of goes to bed. And we'll take a break here and talk a little bit about this section of the movie now at this point. Um, I guess the thing is with the, the... So Max's plan was kind of dumb because when you're driving, there's always tons of road signs. So when, you know, like Goofy notices, like, Wait, we're not going to Idaho. We're going to California. Yeah. This is what it came up anyway. Yeah, it's it's kind of this. There's obviously a lot of like just like plot contrivances here. Obviously, right. it's a night. It's, it's yeah, a, it's I, a I, I understand it's a kids movie. And yeah, you're not, but like I you're said, you're not beholden to the to whatever the map says. Right, too, I'm obviously. watching it as a 30 year old person. Like, wait, this doesn't make sense. I've driven. I I know there's. I know how to read a map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's more of like the symbolism, obviously here. Right. Right? We're talking about like the the fact that Goofy says he trusts. Yeah, his son being and, the navigator, and, trusting and him. And he's trying to be like, no, I'm trying to connect with my son in a way that's not, you know, just like being the super strict, you know, dad. Basically, he wants to give his son space, but like you know, have his son like he wants his son's love. Basically, he doesn't want his fear. I'll say this though, like even with GPS now, I'm always messing up driving, let alone having to pull out a physical map. Oh and yeah, trying to. Th- there was that point when I was a kid. I remember because we took a couple cross country road trips when we were uh, when we were kids, and my dad taught us how to read a map. You know, this again, this is before the days. This is before the days of MapQuest, or like maybe on the early days of it, like still 2000, 2000 2001 kind of thing, right? Um, way before Google Maps was a thing, right. for sure. But still, like, you know, n- knowing how to turn on every highway and, like, making the right turns and stuff, I feel like for a 16-year-old kid who seems completely disinterested about going anywhere, let alone telling yeah. him, oh, tell us where to go, yeah. what, what routes to take, <laughs> what highways to go on, this trip would have been dead in the water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's meant to be like a, yeah, it's, yeah. it's meant to be more simple, more the symbolism of it than anything else. And then I guess I'm offended because uh, I hear Bigfoot is from the Pacific Northwest, and then clearly we're they not met there. him in like Tennessee, I think, yeah, when, he, when he got right. back onto the road, right? I, I, before, right before we had that montage, basically right. of, them, of them bonding, I was like, I think they were like Tennessee or something. It's like there's no way, uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> the historical inaccuracies of the movie is you know, unwatchable movie. You're right, Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, funny enough, there's a couple things we see. I, I think I noticed here when I was uh, watching this part again. The nuns followed them a front for a while. They have they seem to be having the same cross country road trip. Right. Um, we saw them from like on their open road song to the diner to the monster car truck rally. Um, In that um, the open road montage is the limo supposed to be power line or it's just supposed to be a limo and I think Max just... is just you know enthralled <sighs> with it because it's like a celebrity. Good question. I genuinely don't know the answer to that one. Actually, I never thought about it. It, it could I guess it could be thought it is power line if he's on a tour. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, it could, it could be for 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 all I know. It was never never confirmed because I don't think they ever showed him in whoever's right. Limo, I right? I think they just show like him giving like a thumbs his hand like yeah, doing like a thumbs like up yeah, or something I don't like that. Exactly what it was. Um, yeah, that's again that, that song's really really fun. I enjoyed that song a lot. That's again like, to me like the the Disney song of this movie. Um, and I say that specifically because there's there's another song coming up later on that we're gonna talk about that's like that is like to me not a Disney song but it's it, it's still you know a very good song obviously. Well, um, you said you watched this a lot as a kid, right? Like, yeah, you know, as it? as a kid, you know, you're watching these movies like every day, kind of. So you know the songs by heart. Yeah. Do you feel like how do these songs hold up compared to like an Aladdin or? Ooh, ooh. hmm. Uh, I want to say on the open road still holds up very well. Uh, after today doesn't really hold up. That's more of like a like again. That's like a nostalgia song, very '90s movie. Um, but like Aladdin had like three major bangers, and then the other songs were also very good. So like yeah. you know, do you think 
that this movie is kind of like a cult classic movie because of the songs weren't as powerful. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But I think that, the, but but in terms of like a true pop hit, this song absolutely had it. But I feel like all the like the big time Disney movies had that one amazing song, like you know, Lion King had a Kuna Matata. Yeah, you know. I mean, their major song. This one is the one later on, later on at the end of the movie, right? But, and that one still is like. It's like people are fans of it, but I think it's more just like people who like who went back afterwards to realize how good this, you know, how to watch this movie and maybe realize, oh, this movie's not as like not as unforgettable, like, not as forgettable as I thought it was. Maybe, as but it's no Let It Go or no, you know, it's, it's like... not. But I think I, I think I think Eye to Eye does have that sticking power in my opinion. Okay, because in general, that one's a really well written song. Um, have you ever done like a long road family like road trip? Like a cross country trip? No, no. The the longest we've gone to is uh Cape May, and that's three hours. So. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that sounds crazy. Yeah, we've done like the long family road trips, and it's just like again, it's like well, you've done Florida, right? Florida. We went. We drove to California. Um, we drove through the Grand Canyon on the way back, kind of thing. You know what I mean? We drove down to like Virginia one time, like to the the Lorraine Caverns, I think it was. Yeah, Florida a couple times, and it's like you know, it's, just, it's funny because I think about it now is like all the annoyances of like yeah, as a kid you're just like. I just want to be home playing video games. You know what I mean? Or, like, I just want to be home with my friends, right? And But then like, my parents are like, no, we're trying to have a good family trip to we, for bonding. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, you know, it's kind of identi- I, I kind of, like, I realized, like, oh, yeah, that's what Goofy's trying to do here. He's trying to f- bond as a family, and Max is being the little shitter, basically, at this point. Because, you know, I, I, as a kid, you know, like, I identify with Max. As an adult, I identify with Goofy in this one. Right, especially, you know, we were all like that at 14, 15 years old that... You know, oh, we just wanted to do our own thing. Yeah, and, we, we want to find our identity and kind of have our own. We didn't want our parents our embarrassing us. Yeah, exactly. So that's I, I can kind of I, I can understand what Max is going through in this movie. Basically, uh, the high dad suit part fucking gets me. Like I, I will admit that that whole that particular section of the movie is like just like oh the the first couple breakthroughs is like yeah that's pretty pretty heavy now to me at least as an adult it hits me at least now. Um, yeah, the, again the hot tub pool. Like the pool scene is like pretty tense, you know. Again, we kind of like right. have not like a fight, but like a definitely, definitely like a disagreement on like between Pete and Goofy. And again, we kind of it's like there's some, there's some tension there. Again, this that's kind of like more of an adult thing, you know. What I mean, you, as a kid, you probably really wouldn't understand what's happening there, but like as an adult, you're like, oh, yeah, kind of seeing like how you think about like oh, other friends who are parents or whatever, right? You know, you yeah. think about that part or how to be how to be a parent, you know, especially back then in the hotel. Uh, it's like there's water beds and it's supposed to be like an under the sea theme, yeah. The light switch on the wall is that supposed to be like Ariel? It looks like, it looks like it's like it's not meant to be exactly Ariel. Well, it's like a dog Ariel. Yeah, kind. Of. It's, yeah. it's just not not meant to be super accurate because obviously they're referencing right. stuff. There's, right. there's a lot of referencing yeah, yeah. going on, obviously. Um, yeah, like <laughs> it just feels like a like a '90s porn set in that just <laughs> in that in that in the motel. It's really creepy. Um, I, I mentioned before, pizza dick. Like and possibly a bad parent, just like an just an actual, just like an abusive dad. Just from what it seems like, at least, just going on in this movie, right? The way he talks, the way PJ is kind of scared of him. You know what I mean? Um, it's weird because like they have moments of like. But Pete was a villain in other Disney. He's like a proved true villain, but I, but you know, usually in like the the goof troop stuff or like, you know, the more kind of like slice of lifey, like Disney stuff. He is kind of just like another dad, basically. You know what I mean? He's meant to be. Just kind but of he was what Mickey's villain, right? Yeah, he was. He was a. Uh, he was technically like the yeah, he's like the foil to, to Mickey basically in the in the fir- in the earlier stuff. But again, like in this type of like you know slice again like slice of lifey type of like you know Disney property stuff, he just happens to be like another character. Like it's more just like, but I feel like you have to give him an edge because if you came to this movie after watching like the Mickey stuff, you would be like, wait a minute, what? 
like, why is this guy like a hero now? Yeah. So it's or like, like, why are they just hanging out with right, him? Right. He kind of you know just I mean? had to be like a dick. Yeah. He has to be. He has to be something. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, we kind of see he is. There, there's a, like there's a bit of ed, an edge to him. He's not. He's not. He's not like a, a full on asshole. You know what I mean? But he definitely has like moments of just being like, dude, like calm the fuck down. You know what I mean? I don't know. He's destroying the wilderness. He yeah. He potentially beats his son. I don't yeah. know if beats, but like <laughs> at least it's abu- it seems to be abusive in some in some sort of way, right? Um, I mean, the kid's really scared of him. So. Yeah, he is. But he's but he, he has. But then he also has moments where like you know him and him and uh, PZ like high fiving, and the, he but then he, he he pulls a hand anyway, right? Mm. Like so, it's like I don't know. It's 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 a weird. It's definitely a weird dynamic. I like. Uh, it's one of those things, like I think. It, Where's the spinoff PJ Pete movie? You know. Uh, no, one, no one cares enough <laughs> about that, unfortunately. <laughs> I, or it would be very, very dark. I don't think they'd be ready to have that property going on. Um, oh, oh, uh, thing I noticed here in the motel room, uh, I noticed it. I remember a couple of years ago, and I, I remembered it on this watch. Uh, during the, on the on the uh, on the TV in the hotel room when Goofy comes back, there's power. Line, they're watching Powerline, right? Yeah. That and I just realized that's just the footage from the upcoming part of the movie, right? And I'm like, I'm not sure if it was an error or they just saved money by not animating another section. It definitely basically. was mostly saving money. Yeah, um, but they were using the previous song, Standout. They hadn't leaked like the big number yet late at that point. Um, but that was just like, yeah, they were, they were playing Standout and uh, they were just using the uh, eye-to-eye animations, basically. But then also when um, big acts like that go on stadium tours and stuff like that. They do the same thing over They, they and do over the same song. Yeah. Like, they'll vary some things. That's so wild that they would just show that on TV, right? Right. <laughs> Um, but well, yes. it looked a little grainy, so maybe they did the, the old like concert or Channel ninety nine thing, and they're watching it all fuzzy like you used to do back. Oh in the yeah, day, it, you was, know, it was actually like pay per view kind right. of thing. Yeah, yeah, but you're getting like a little bit of the feed. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mentioned before, um, uh, Goofy's a menace on the road <laughs> in, this, in this in this part of the movie. You can, you know, re- looking at the map while not looking at the road and driving with his feet. I'm like, right. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this man arre- needs to be arrested. Oh uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, so we're going to go ahead and back to the, the last part of the movie here. Um, we get a match cut slash transition here with Goofy still looking as betrayed and dejected as the night before when he was lying in the bed, right? Um, before we see uh, Max like awkwardly like try to muster a smile towards Goofy. And clearly the energy is weird for this day, right? Uh, Goofy hands Max the map, you know, again, because he already gave Max the navigation job for the rest of the trip, right? As they head towards the junction. Uh, Max has to make the choice here: go with his dad's route to the fishing uh, fishing spot, or go to L.A. where Max rewrote the map to. Uh, Goofy, so Max chooses to go left towards L.A. Uh, away from Idaho, right where the map yeah. was initially supposed to go to. Um, and then we get this like kind of like silence for a little bit, right? Like, and, like we see well, you see Goofy's demeanor change, genuinely like upset, like yeah. very visibly upset. He pulls over angrily. Uh, they argue for a bit while the car starts to roll off down the road. And then they start having, they just start hashing out <laughs> their relationship during this like weird little car chase scene. And then they fall down uh, the valleys in, you know, down the, off the road, down the valley into a stretch of river rapids where they argue some more. Um, and they basically come up to a head uh, where Goofy knows that Max is growing up and he wants to give him his space, but he just wants to be part of his son's life. This is the second part here. I start crying. <laughs> uh, this is the part. And, you know, we get to see more of them making up here uh, now in musical number and reconcile. Uh, unfortunately for them, as they're uh, f- trying to figure out how Max is, you know, Max clearly explained after the musical number um, uh, what is happening with him right. and Roxanne and why he did it in the first place. They clearly kind of did it after the song. Um, Goofy's basically trying to figure out how are they going to get him to L.A.? Like, he's on his son's side now trying to help him out, which you can kind of hear as the sound kind of fades back in. 
Unfortunately, as they're trying to do that, um, they hit more rapids and are headed for a waterfall. Uh, Goofy successfully makes it off the car onto some rocks while Max is trapped on the car still. They're floating down, they're floating down the river on top yeah. of the car. Uh, luckily, some of their gear that fell off the, the car earlier into the water catches up to them, like a, a tarp, some rope, uh, Goofy's fishing rod. Yeah. Um, and he'll, he, he, he's able to grab onto it. And we see Goofy, like, you know, trying to chase the car down while Max is still, again, riding the car down towards the waterfall. Uh, and then Goofy, uh, is able to, uh, to uh, catch the fishing rod and hooks onto the car and holds onto it for a little bit, at least slowing it down, right? Um, Max gets tangled up in a tarp and rope from their gear, but luckily wraps him up like a parachute and hovers over the edge instead of falling off the waterfall like the car does, basically. Um, Goofy, uh, reaches out the fishing rod for Max to grab onto, and as we kind of have this thing, oh, cool, they're safe. The handle grip starts to slip off, dropping Goofy into the depths below. He dies. The end. Yep. That end of the movie. <laughs> Scene over. <laughs> exactly. And then, then credits. Uh, <laughs> kidding. Um, Max hurriedly flips the fishing rod over and do, and does the perfect cast. So clearly, he was he was listening to his dad, right? Uh, during that during that um, the original f- initial fishing scene at the uh, at the river, um, he hooks Goofy on the pants, reels him back in, and they have this emotional embrace uh, next to the waterfall. Um, Max just says like, "This has been a crazy vacation," and Mo- and Goofy says, "It ain't over yet." Let's fucking go. <laughs> Transition In to... In those words. <laughs> Transition to L.A., baby. And we get the first fucking sense of this absolute banger of an upcoming song. This is the part where I'm going to pop off here, okay? Max and Goofy snuck into a venue in a drum case and an upright bass case, respectively. And apparently this is Goofy's idea. Because Max <laughs> goes, this is, maybe this is such a good idea. And then he gets attracted by some backup dancer cheeks. <laughs> Shenanigans ensue while the Powerline concert goes on with the song Eye to Eye. This is an absolute fucking banger. I love this song. <laughs> Max gets chased by a security guard. Goofy accidentally enters a changing room, uh, gets slapped by the uh, by the female performer in there. He stumbles and gets knocked and locked into a stage prop, like a big old Tesla ball. Uh, is that what they call them? Like a Tesla ball, right? Like a... Like a, like a Plasma, plasma globe, yeah. something like that. Yeah, they, again, those very, things you touch in the nineties that like again, very, would yeah, shock your fingers. Again, very nineties. Yeah, they, the little the, the arc would go towards your fingers and stuff. Again, very nineties here. <laughs> um, and then he gets uh, shocked and explodes out of it when the when the Tesla globe or the plasma lamp lands on stage, to the confusion of Powerline and the backup dancers. Uh, Max yells from the lighting rafter to do the perfect cast, much to Powerline's approval, which he then joins in on. Joins in on, and Goofy does a fucking moonwalk in this movie. This movie fucking rules. <laughs> this is like such a good part. I, I love this like last little wrap up part of this movie. Uh, Max ad- accidentally flips a light onto the guard who was chasing him's eyes, uh, making him stagger back and accidentally unhook the rafter that they're on. Uh, Max grabs the other rope that was holding the rafter up. The guard grabs him, but loses grip and smashes into the large screen display. Dis- you know, displaying the concert. That dude's fucking dead. <laughs> like, that guy just died, right? <laughs> but, it, but you know, again, in, like, typical movie fashion, it, 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 instead of, like, just a uh, screen dying, it's, like, fireworks and explosions and right. sparks and shit. And all the crowd's going crazy. Like, yeah, look yeah. at that guy. <laughs> look at that guy. That's, he's absolutely part of the show, right? Yeah. No, he just died. <laughs> yeah, he's just dead. <laughs> um, Max swings onto stage, surprising both Powerline and Goofy. Then he busts out the moves as well. <laughs> and all three are now doing the perfect cast again. And while Roxanne, her friends, PJ, Pete, they're all seeing him on TV now doing the dance on stage with Powerline. Uh, <laughs> God, yeah, this part is just like a fun part, basically. This is like a fun section of the movie for me. I really love this part. Um, so uh, the song ends. Uh, again, the song I mentioned before, Eye to Eye is the name of the song for this one. Uh, somehow, 
the car is still running. Yeah. <laughs> they found the car after it falls. It's missing water. doors. It's missing it's doors, doors, but it's running, and they drove it back across country. <laughs> and they make it make it back home. They stop up at Roxanne's house, where Max comes clean about the whole power line thing, and you know they have another cute dorky moment, sweet, to, you know, kind of sweet moment together. And you know, Goofy being Goofy puts the bumper back onto the car, which you know, you know, comedically falls off the car as soon as they stop in front of the house, right? Pops it back on. The car explodes, just launching him through the air and then landing partially over Roxanne's porch where Max properly... Now he, he goes through goes, the... Uh, goes through the porch, like the yeah. overhang. Yeah, the, like the, <laughs> little, the little porch uh, roof section and where Max properly introduces her to his dad, Goofy. End of movie. Uh, kind of a weaker ending. Like the last uh, actual ending part, kind of a little bit weaker in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, I thought they rushed the last act. A little bit, but, like, but that last act to me is like... I easily overlook it just because of how much I fucking love this song. <laughs> like this, this song is like, I know a lot of people like, um, like I know a lot of movies, a lot of this movie for a lot of people I know is a little bit forgettable, right? But like I, I feel like everyone who like remembers this, who's ever seen this movie, remembers this part specifically. Like this last kind of like, it's not even like a third, but it's like, but it kind of is like the clo- like the fi- like the the conclusion of the movie essentially. It is really fast. It's like maybe fifteen minutes, 10, 15 minutes at most. Yeah, I when I was watching it, I like paused it to go to the bathroom, and I was like, "Oh, there's only like ten minutes left, and they haven't even gotten to the concert." Yeah, and I, you know, I I felt like animated movies were shorter back they in were. the nineties. Yeah, like, like usually like an hour, an hour twenty. At I, most, like I feel like if this part. movie came out now, you would see like, oh, Max and Goofy working together more. Yeah, instead of like, just... oh, they would have, you know, hatched up this plan to infiltrate the place, and then you would have saw them doing that. Mm-hmm. This is they're just in there and they're at you know then they get on stage yeah somehow. they're in um yeah. yeah it feels a little rushed at the end but like again like, for me I, I will easily just overlook it because how fun this last part is and again it's just how much of a banger the song is like i'm i'm no movie critic <laughs> right for for me i'm very easily distracted by like good music right like i like i will easily look overlook hercules as being like a not great disney movie because the music slaps in that movie as well too same right. thing like same thing for this movie it's like it may not be the best movie but like i love this movie because the music's good i enjoy the movie a lot because of it um, yeah, so as you before, like, again, like, what's your thoughts on the movie? You said, it was a, you said it was a decent movie, at least, at the very least, right? right? It's, not, it's, yeah. not a, it's not a terrible, terrible, it's not yeah, a, it, a movie that it, it hasn't hold, held up very, very well over time. It's not. It's a fine watch. Yeah, it's fun, right? Uh, do you think it was a necessary watch after all my pestering? Or would you would you have considered considered continuing to not watch this movie just to spite me? I most likely would have considered not watching it despite God, you're a rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I, I get it. It's, I get it. It's, I don't think it's a, like a necess- necessary watch. It's yeah, not, I don't. You know, if because if we're talking about movies of the nineties, right? Talk, if I'm talk, recommending Disney movies of the nineties, this, this isn't in my top ten. I, I don't. Well, it's not my top five. No, I, I get that. Like for for me, it's like in easily my top ten because it's so yeah. fun. Like right. you know, what I mean? it's maybe not be like the biggest. You know, like I've mentioned this multiple times before, where like, um, like. I, I, maybe not on the show, but at least in conversation with us. We, I know we've had this conversation before multiple times, when, especially when we're in Disney, right? Yeah. We talk about, like, Aladdin for me is my number one. Then, like, Lion King is a very, like, a close second. Uh, like, Little Mermaid's up there for me. Yeah. Uh, Tarzan's up there. You know, Beauty and the Beast. Like, after, after, like, the top two, I don't really care. Like, there's kind of, like, if I'm filling it out, honestly. Not huge on Tarzan. I like Tarzan a lot. I really enjoy Tarzan. Um, like, I, I would honestly put Hercules over Tarzan. Hercules is a fun movie. Again, I know there's a lot of potholes with it, but like, I don't care because, again, the music's really good in it. Again, also, though, it's like, oh, this movie is meant for eight-year-olds, and they're not yeah, going to see the children. plot holes. Yeah, and, like, no, exactly. Like, you know, I didn't notice it when, until I was an adult, and I watched us it Us talking again. heads are talking, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is, but, like, Goofy movie is absolutely in my top ten. Maybe, maybe like, seven, maybe eight, maybe, if I want to consider it, you know, kind of okay. thing. Uh, just because it's just so fun. That's what it, It's just really fu- It's a fun movie. That's what it is for me. Um... 
it doesn't hold up. I think it it got this kind of like second wind because of like the millennials kind of like coming back for this movie. I feel like because I think there's a lot of conversation about like how the Disney movies as of late have felt very like I don't know samey, but they don't have the same kind of soul to them anymore. There's been that conversation, so I think a lot of people have been kind of looking back at it. And I see a lot. It's funny because I see I see more video essays about it nowadays than back in the day, right? Like you know on on like on YouTube, I see the people like kind of coming back to reanalyze this, seeing like you know like why is this movie so popular? Why did it get a cult following? Kind of thing. Um, and again, I said before, it didn't really do that well in the theaters, but like after it came it's to home video, video release, did well. It, it did very, very well. Again, kind of just kind of bringing back this cult following, basically. So that's like, why did that happen, though? You know, what I mean, like, why? Because there's a lot of movies that came back to uh, home video release, right? That didn't really do that well afterwards. Like, they already did well in the first place. You know, what I mean, they, 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 they of course they catch a second win in terms of sales, but it's like we already kind of knew. Oh, they're just good movies. We're just going to talk about them all the time. Uh, but Disney did that a lot with like their home video, like. I think Toy Story 2 was direct-to-video. There's no way that was direct-to-video. Was it? No, I think I'm pretty sure it's got to be in theaters. There's got to be in theaters. I don't remember seeing it in theaters. Maybe I just missed I'm it. I'm pretty but... sure I remember, I remember seeing it in theater. I, I, I'm like 90% sure. Yeah, because there's no way that they would like... Because Pixar was so big back then. Like, they, they, you know what I mean? Like, anything they did was like a project. So there's got to be a thing. But yeah, but like... I don't know, but like this movie again, like has like a resurgence in the last couple of years. From my understanding, uh, I even actually looked at the reviews from back then. It's like it was pretty meh. Like it was kind of like a, you know, like it's a six or so out of you know six six out of ten. You know, as much as I don't really like like numbering systems, right? Because uh, it seems just too linear, not really explaining a whole lot. But again, in like, the last five or so years, there's been like this cult fandom uptick to the point where now we see like analysis videos, merch, right? Like again, we went to Disney like in 2018, 2019, 2018, right? Yeah, and we saw like. Pins like we saw like you know goofy movie pins like you know back in the day again I didn't think anyone I knew anyone who even knew this movie like I could talk about this movie back you know you know maybe five six seven eight you know years ago and I'm the only person who has even seen it right and now you could get like Powerline shirts at like yeah, Hot Topic I have a Powerline like shirt yeah. I love that <laughs> um, is Powerline supposed to be like Michael Jackson so I, yeah actually that's actually one of the reasons why um you know kind of this movie has been like very popular within the black community because like you know again it's like it feels like there's like a like a really cool popular character who is like a combination of like Michael Jackson, Prince, and Bobby Brown. Yeah, like you know, and like he he's also visibly like uh, designed darker skinned as like as like a as, like a, as a, like a like a star character basically in the right. movie too. So it's like you know it's kind of cool like a celebrity in the you know that they all look up to is like a black character. So that's I, I know I've I've seen a lot of like analysis videos of like saying like why does the black community like this movie so much? That's and that's one of the things I realized like oh yeah there's like when I started talking about this movie, I remember like. At Comic Con, I see like you know, black people dressing dressing up as like you know Goofy or Max or as Powerline specifically. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of them, a couple Roxanne's. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh yeah, cool. So, it's, but like they're the ones who I see specifically dressing up for this movie. You know what I mean? They're kind of the ones showing up for this one. Um, you know, because again, something that I kind of saw, I never really thought, I never really analyzed it, but I was like, oh, that's cool. They did this movie has like a really big following in like the African American community, basically. So that's cool. Um, I read that Roxanne got cut out of, the, or she wasn't in the second movie at all. No, not at all. Like she's she should have just gone. It's wild. <laughs> like it's like she like they completely ignore the fact she even existed. Like they, they never met. I don't think she's ever mentioned at all during that whole movie. Um, yeah, kind of, again, if you if you want to watch it afterwards, it's kind of a weird movie. Like it's it's like it's like it's it's funny because it's still really pretty decently well animated, but it just like it just has no continuation from like the previous storyline, like at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why do you think Max is? Um... I guess not been forgotten to time, but you know, like you still see Goofy everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah, because so we saw Max when he was younger during Goof Troop. I think he, I think ages in the show he was like 
what, like eight, I think, eight or nine, maybe like eight or nine, I think, in the in the TV show. Okay. Um, and then we see him like here again, like fourteen now, and then in the extremely goofy movie, which again, basically nobody saw. He was like first year of college. Yeah. So eighteen, nineteen, maybe, uh, seventeen, nineteen, nineteen, something like that. Um, but then like yeah, we don't see anything from him because like I don't know. I think he's just not memorable as a character, right? He's kind of like kind of a dickhead son for the most part. He's a little, you know. I think he's the real villain of this movie just because, like, oh, you know, everything goes right for him. And he, you know, he, he does make up with his father, but, you know, oh, he lied and still kind of got his way. Yeah. The, it, it's a bad it, message. It, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, oh, he changed the map. Oh, everything works out for him. He gets on stage with Powerline, his hero. But they oh, he bonded. Gets the, he but gets the girl. Bonded. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's another thing, too, I noticed about here with uh, Roxanne. Roxanne, like, even though she's, like, meant to be kind of, like, the pretty character, right? She, you can kind of tell she's not, like, super, she's popular, right? But she's not, like, too popular, like or, like, outside of his, uh, Max's league, right? It's kind of, she's clearly kind of, like, a dork, too. She's really awkward around Max, you know what I mean? Yeah, she's not, like, the, um, like the, the, the typical, typical like, 90s, oh, cheerleader. Yeah, like, kind of character. Yeah. She's attractive, and you, 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 again, like, Max is attracted to her, and, like, that other dude in the crowd during the uh, pep rally, like, you yeah. know, he's, like, trying to, like, hit on her as well, too, right? Um, but, yeah. Well, his friend got the, the student president. Oh, yeah. that was such a weird thing. Like, as, as a kid, I'm like, oh, haha, what well, that's funny. Oh, it's a too nerdy kid. Yeah, and then, like, now I'm like, there was nothing here that would have led to them having a relationship, or start, even, like, have an inkling of a relationship, basically. Was teenagers. Just, just teenagers, yeah, yeah. Just horny teenagers. Uh, uh, I did <laughs> hear this as a funny, like, kind of comment. I saw this when I was, like, when I was kind of rewatching this movie a couple years ago, and I saw this on, like, a YouTube comment. Like, I was watching, like, sections of the movie. Someone said, like, <laughs> someone commented something like, Roxanne was definitely some people's, like, furry awakening. <laughs> we'll leave that at that. <laughs> I, like, it's, like, so the two that I always see here is, like, Lola Bunny <laughs> and, like, Roxanne. That's the two that I see. I'm just, like... Yeah, that's cool. I don't want to think of Disney characters like this anymore. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> when did Space Jam come out? 96? 97, I want to say. Okay. I want to say that. Oh, well, yeah. when Michael Jordan came back. Yeah, 96. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. So this movie came out first. A year before, basically, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's basically the movie here, but... um. Oh. Another thing was, I don't understand why Goofy was so mad, like... Max, I guess, did break his trust by changing the map, but Goofy's whole thing was to bond with his son. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he was bonding with him. They were doing things. They were getting along. Like, what did it matter if they went fishing or if they went to L.A.? Like, I don't understand. I think that's, like, the whole traditional thing of, like, again, wanting to do what you and your father did to bond kind of thing. And it's kind of of the family tradition, I think, that's what it was. And, you know, again, he he, he did the whole thing, like, you know, like, my... Yeah, we're going to stop at all the places me and my dad stopped. And you also saw on the map, like, you know, it's from his his father and his grandfather, basically. Right. It's written on there. He's hand... It's a lot of, like, tradition stuff, right? He he handed down the the fishing rod that was his dad's, and and that was his dad's, you know, kind of thing. So it's, like, a lot of these trying to, like, bond and kind of... uh, strengthen your relationship as father and son by doing the exact same things as your your father did and his father did right that's i think it's trying to keep the tradition alive but again we're getting like a like a, a, a it's co- about evolving as a parent though. yeah like uh, it's it, it is it, ab- it absolutely is but and you can see he, he he does that later on down the line where he like again he allows max to like choose the things he wants to do you right know what i mean but anyway you can see the thing like you know 
Max clearly tell, can tell that, like, you know, Goofy wasn't feeling... During that uh, montage scene, right? Like, yeah. Goofy was, like, not feeling great after the roller coaster. He couldn't stand how loud the monster truck rally was, right? And so you can kind of see Max, like, you know, thinking of his dad. like, okay, maybe we'll do something that he wants to do. So they ended up at, like, you know, at that little, like, French Quarter-looking type of thing with the mime. Yeah. Also, Goofy committed murder, right? We were talking yeah, about he, he dropped <laughs> the piano <laughs> he, he on that He killed the mime. Uh, and then, like, they went to the giant... Again, kind of in the, the goofier, like, roadside attraction, like the giant house ball of yarn, you know, the... Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, these, like, kind of, like, quirkier, like, more, like, lame things that, you know, would stop off. Well, yeah, Max, because, again, Max was in charge of all the stops at that point. You know what I mean? So, it's like, yeah, again, he was doing something. He's, he's caring about what his dad is interested in or not in kind of thing. But I'm going to say Goofy and his dad didn't stop at the Monster Truck Rally, and Goofy was fine with that. So, like, oh, why then did he throw a connection that it's like, oh, no, well. No, that, that was Max's choice. Right. Yeah, but, you know, he went along with it, right? Yeah, he went along with it. So it's then like, oh, Max is taking them to L.A. Why was Goofy then pissed about because that? Because Goofy's... Because I think the end goal the entire time was the fishing trip. That was his yeah. whole thing. Because he even said that that was the whole point of the trip. He wants to go fishing with his best pal. I mean, to me, I think the whole thing was about him trying to get to know his son and prevent him from getting electrocuted or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's, if he's, he's bonding with one way or the other, where does it matter where they're yeah, going? It's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah, I, I think it's just because I think we see a little bit of a break here where Goofy is trying to give his son more space, but he wanted, I guess, he this is one thing he wanted to put his foot foot down on kind of thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, No, nah, it's completely out of character. Wow, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, what do you think of the last song, Eye to Eye? Do you think, do you, like... I I've mentioned the song a lot. The, the, the song fucking rules in my like I'm, like I love this song and like I've like <laughs> it's like this is the one this is the one that stands out ha huh? in in terms of like you know when people think of this movie. It's weird because I, I don't think it fits a Disney movie, but like it's so memorable though to me. Nah, I didn't you know like I, this kind of like synthy kind of like you know just it, fun it, it pop was there. song. Now it's meh. Really? Yeah. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> God. <laughs> But it'll probably get out. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, like this. Yeah, this, it's funny because again, this is one of those songs that like I think like a lot of people like kind of forgot about this movie. You know, again, like because I mentioned before, like a, a couple years ago, like I could talk about this, no one would know what the, that I'm talking about. Then like now, there's like a resurgence of it. But every like, but at least even the people who did, like maybe watched it forever ago as a kid remember remembers this song. I, I think they just remember this song being like a catchy, good song, basically, and like. Yeah. I mean, well, now, well, when I was looking up stuff about the movie, they talked about how they uh, talked about it at one of the D, um, the Disney conventions. So they brought it up there. D twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the I want to say it was the anniversary of a right. Movie. It, so it was already closer to ten years ago. But you know, like they mentioned it there, and I I feel like that you know them bringing it back to like probably caused the grounds. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I want to say that was like twenty fifth or twenty the twentieth anniversary. I think it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, twenty fifteen, right? That would have been it. Yeah, give or yeah. Take. I think that's what I think when the video came out that when Tevin Campbell sh- showed up again to perform the song again. Um, yeah, again, like I think it's probably prob- actually that. Yeah, no, you think about it. Yeah, that's probably why it came had a big resurgence because there probably was a small at least a, at least a, the very least a small push to bring the show back into everyone's consciousness kind of thing. Um, but yeah, again, this is it's like a good, fun song. Again, it doesn't really fit the movie, in my opinion, because the previous songs before this, aside, aside from Stand Out, obviously, because that was also like, meant to be like a Powerline song, right? Um, those, yeah, the, the, those two like are just full-on pop songs that are kind of just in a Disney movie, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. While the other, the other ones were more kind of like, you know, again, kind of like... Yeah, because yeah, like, like, uh, Out on the Open Road, to me, is like the Disney, most Disney song. Right. Or actually, technically, I guess like... Uh, 
nobody else but you, right? The the, the one they sang on the on the river. Yeah. Also, like very much like a Disney song, right? Because it's like a, yeah, the, the, it the had true, a message. The true duet had a message, yeah. and like it's the emotional breakthrough song. It's like okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, also very again, also a good song. I, I enjoyed that one very much. So I, I don't think I ever mentioned the name of it uh, earlier, but yeah, that's again, it was a good song. Again, we could see more of them hashing out their relationship as father and son. So. Um, yeah, again, I see it, like, especially now that I watched it, like, now as an adult, again, I, as a kid, I identified with Max, you know what I mean? <laughs> as an adult, I'm like, man, Goofy's just trying to be a good dad, Max, stop being a little shit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, I understand why Max is angry. Yeah, he's an he's an icy teenager, basically, there's, right. there's a lot of it, especially in... There, there's cheeks to be clapped, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but again, that's kind of all I've got, at least note-wise for me. I don't, is there anything you want to point it out before we wrap this up? Mm. I'll stick with DuckTales, I think. Wow. <laughs> that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll continue to enjoy this movie. But at least you finally got to watch it. That is yeah. Like, yeah. That's like one of those things that I was like, I just wanted to at least finally watch it because, like, again, like you were doing it to spite me. But like I, I, like, I just knew the thing you wanted about at least, at the very least, enjoy the movie. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not, a, it's not a terrible watch, at least for everybody's Right. Sake, like, you know, I mean? you know if, you, if you put it on for your kids, they'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's fun enough. And again, there's enough, of a, enough there for like adults yeah, there, to watch there's, it. Yeah, there's enough goofiness. You know? Yeah, it's fun. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's really it for us for this episode, guys. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in for this one. I know I know that these movie episodes are a little bit weird compared to our usual video game content, but thank you guys for tuning in for these ones. We, yeah. I, I really enjoyed doing this movie stuff, basically. And the, yeah, we're the, all nerds. We yeah. all like movies and video TV games shows. And yeah, exactly. Shows so we know those, we all have different interests. Yeah, we know we're no we know like first and foremost like a gaming podcast, but you know again we we have stuff we enjoy that's not just video games. I mean, we could the, you have the Goof Troop game though, right? So I do. You, I, you I, can I, tell, yeah, you, pick that you up. Talk recently. about a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but guys, thank you guys for much for listening uh we appreciate you guys for tuning in uh give us a like or leave us a comment on any any and whatever uh audio streaming platform you guys are currently listening to us on again uh, jeff and i will be trying to get our stuff on youtube eventually for you guys for who prefer watching long-form content on youtube um and you get to see our ugly mugs yeah kind of well we're trying to see, we're, trying to see, we're still trying to see what what we're trying to do for the for the no just close-up face just yeah just just extreme zoomed in <laughs> yeah. uh, up the up the nostrils <laughs> yeah, up the nostrils. yeah. Uh, but yeah thank you guys everyone for tuning in and see you guys in the next episode take care peace we were riding what the frozen ride there the lady was like no you two asians in the back we're like what huh yeah she pulled us out immediately like, excuse us what do we do it's like no the three white guys in the front of the two you two in the back we're like huh what